How you doing, everyone? Isaac Hayes here, host of Brothers Just Searching and the Cajun Conservative. Are you in the market for a new or used golf cart? Look no further. Cajun Cart has the carting companion you're looking for. Located at 3023 Northwest Avenger Thruway in Lafayette, Louisiana, Cajun Cart is your authorized club car, easy go, Cushman, and Gurria dealer. When dealing with Cajun Carts, you're not only purchasing a product or service, but you're also investing in the name. Serving the Acadiana area since 2003, Cajun Cart prides itself in superb customer service, top-notch rental, and best-in-class inventory. Give Cajun Carts a call today at 337-896-3411 or go check out their website, CajunCarts.com, to explore the options for your next karting adventure. Remember Cajun Carts when you're looking for your next golf cart and tell them Brothers Just Searching and the Cajun Conservative sent you. Cheers and good on you. Why aren't you listening to Brothers Just Searching? Why? You're about to embark on a journey through the written word of God on subjects that deal with the day. This is Brothers Just Searching. How you doing, everyone? Welcome to this episode of Brothers Just Searching, where we talk about God's Word and current world events to educate and to edify believers of Jesus Christ. I'm Isaac Hayes, along with Anthony Hayes and special guest tonight, Brother Ryan Moran, piano player for our church and a great brother in the Lord. I can say that, you know, yeah. on record. So how you doing, Brother Ryan? It's so good. Thanks for having me. Oh, Appreciate no, it. Oh, yeah. No problem. And also, as you can notice, Aubrey and Bowen are not here. They, yeah, uh, two amigos went, you know. Yeah, both on vacation. Yep. Really? Oh yeah, that's right. Aubrey said he's going. I think on the beach. Yeah, that I, I wouldn't go on the beach in this heat. No, no not right, right now. It's hot. Too hot. Well, yeah. I ended up talking about the weather. Yeah. <laughs> hey man. Hey, you, hey, I'm gonna tell you. If we ever get big time, I'm gonna hire you as just our weather specialist. I'm game. <laughs> <laughs> love, love the weather. Love the weather. Love you know, it. You yes. know, talking about the beach. I heard a story one time. I had a lady. She was on a plane talking to another lady. And she said, where are you going, Shaq? So, oh, me and my husband, we just left. We were walking on the beach. We were holding hands. It was very romantic. I buried my husband in the sand. She, she was thinking a little while. She said, you know, you think I should go back and unbury him? <laughs> <laughs> so I just thought about that. Oh, wow. <laughs> so, so, if we don't, so if we don't see Aubrey, we know what's going on. Yeah, she, she didn't bury him back. He got left behind. <laughs> the real left behind. Yeah. He really, like, I really felt to let behind I really uh, felt it I lived it but no I, uh, <laughs> no but they, with that being said Bowen and Aubrey they <laughs> took a break so they're gonna be gone for well I don't know about Aubrey but I know Bowen uh, is not gonna be here next week as well but that's okay he's in spirit I know he's watching us mm-hmm. literally mm-hmm. probably on the television right now yeah uh, probably so <laughs> so but with that like I said uh, you know hey at least, at least you're filling in for two not one you should feel special yeah hey man I'm just Glad to be here. Hey, yeah. it's like Rush Limbaugh, though, man. When Rush Limbaugh passed away, they had to take two guys to replace him. So, you know, yeah, he just wanted to replace two guys. So, yeah. you, you, I don't know. <laughs> we'll, see, we'll see what I can do. <laughs> you know, I tell Hannah no sometimes. No pressure. I tell, I tell my baby sister, I said, you know, I'm special. She said, special Ed. <laughs> 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 so, I don't know how to take that. Yeah. But, um, you should take it the way you think it. <laughs> right? <laughs> I don't know if it's an insult or a compliment. I'm still trying to debate. Oh, yeah. I promise you, it's not a compliment. It's not a compliment. <laughs> not a compliment. <laughs> okay, I just want to make sure. You know, she used fancy words, so I don't know. 
How to take that sometimes. Well, she's a police officer. You gotta expect yeah, that. You know. Right. Yeah. Oh yeah. But hey, you know, you live, you live in her uh, her jurisdiction, so you better not go fast and not on her way home. You know, I'm just no. Um, I'm very aware of the nobody in the police cars <laughs> on her bridge. Right. Right. I'm waiting for them to put a dummy in there. You know, a dummy's holding the wheels. I was about to say something. I say it. But it got dummies, so real ones in there. I know what you're thinking. I guess you don't get overtime if you're a bridge police officer. Right. And they gotta say, wait. We got to pay our dummies. Oh, they don't get paid. <laughs> you know, Buzz is going to tell you something. I right. know Buzz. Buzz right. like, I listened to brothers just searching for the first time the other day. Tell your brother, don't go to Bro- <laughs> <laughs> Don't go to Bridge. <laughs> right? Oh, man. But anyway, uh, so, you know, Brother Ron, how you doing? How you doing? Uh, I'm pretty good. Uh, staying busy. Yeah, that's a good thing. Work's busy. Oh, that's good. Yeah, I'm in air-conditioned business, so it's nonstop for us. Oh, yeah. hey, there you go. Oh, yeah. Most in the summer, you always right. got to work. Right. I wonder yeah. why with these triple digit. Uh, yeah. Heat, yeah. You know. it's, it's been tough this year. Uh, we're not used to seeing consistent 100 degree heat like right. this. And, right. Uh, it's a little challenging for us having the stuff that they need. But, uh, you know, uh, it's kind of unique this year because of the way the right. economy's going. It's not as aggressive as we usually would be with a everybody's good like that right now yeah it's pretty tough uh people are really not spending money on changing out they're spending money on parts which is mm. a little challenging for us because uh we've got to get the stuff in unlike our equipment we keep right. in stock you know so so you're making money but not as much as the other things you know? right 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 and right. we're ahead in our market you know uh we were pretty far ahead of pace of the other wholesalers so we're doing well we're doing mm, really good. Okay. Hey, it's better than no work at all. That's right. Yeah. Right. Very, very blessed. At least you're in an AC building. so you know. Absolutely. Agreed. Can't have a hot AC building selling AC. No, that's that, right. That, that, it, it just don't match. Buy our air conditioner. Yeah. <laughs> if, you, if you come to my store, it will not be hot. It will be cold. I can assure you it'll be cold. And if it's hot, it's, it's a problem. So we know we uh-huh. know next time the truck ain't, the AC ain't blowing too that's well. We I just passed by Brother Ryan's. You know? uh-huh. Absolutely. Stop in. We have coffee. You know, you know, you know, when I was. Uh, when I, I'm right now, I'm at the shop. But when I was in the field back in the day, when it was hot, when nobody was looking, uh, and they had an air condition outside, <laughs> uh, I put my hand right. <laughs> and I'm just soaking up. Put the weed in Well, it's funny. It's funny you say that. Whenever yeah. those technicians are in the attic, they usually uh-huh. take a duck off and then they blow air into the attic so they can cool. Really? Because the attic is so hot. So oh, if they're yes. doing. They're doing service work. They'll just pop a duck off and get some cold air up there just so they don't die because it's so hot. Hey, I'm telling you the truth. One time I went with a man with an attic. He was fat. When he got out, he was skinny like me. Calories literally burned. That's what I need to do. I need to go in the attic for a little while. Uh, it right, gets hot right. up in the attic. Trust me. <laughs> it does. Very hot. Hey, one time I was with daddy one time and we went we do a job in Lafayette and we had to go up in the attic. Well, daddy, well, you know how they say there's no atheists in foxholes? Just put them up in the attic. They'll start praying quick. Agreed. <laughs> my dad, my dad, I mean, my dad's not atheist, but he was praying. He's like, Lord, sweet Jesus, let me find the problem. Right. <laughs> and it was hot. Absolutely. No, oh, I, 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 I see that with when I'm working a, a job, like when they're building a farm, mm-hmm. and I bring the sand. And you see them guys, they all push it. I'm like, I'm I'm happy. I'm, I'm happy, happy and I'm not happy. Right. Hey, you know what? Before we start our topic, I had uh, one time I went, and that's when I worked for Moutons. Mm-hmm. I went to a job, and they sent us all the way to uh, Abbeville. Oh, wow. Now, we're in the north side of Lafayette. We're going all the way to Abbeville with some sand. And as we're going, we see the rain clouds. 
I'm like, that don't look good. That don't look good. I just kept saying that all the way over there. Now we got radios and stuff. We call them ball. We see the weather coming. Yeah, you know, the, we get to the job site and these guys are trying to take out this old gasoline tank at a, uh, a gas station. I mean, I mean, it's pouring. And them guys have an excavator. They're moving the tank right there. And they, they all in. Go. I'm sitting in my truck. I took a picture where I put it on Snapchat. I said, this is the days I love being a truck driver. <laughs> <laughs> air conditioning. No, not air conditioning. Just the rain. It's just oh, the weather, the elements. Man. Oof. But anyway, so you're ready to start our topic yeah, tonight? Let's go ahead. So, so one of the reasons we brought on Brother Ryan tonight, as we said uh, at the beginning of the program, Brother Ryan, you're a piano player. You have been in worship uh, ministry for over a few years now. And mm-hmm. um, you, you and your family have moved down a little over a year ago to Bro Bridge. Right. And um, I don't think you were planning to play, but we we, we volunteered you. <laughs> pretty, pretty much. <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> I had no intentions of playing. Uh, I was axed, and basically my first response was, no, <laughs> not right now. <laughs> yeah, and, and we said, what you said? We didn't hear you. Right. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. You know, I was going to joke and said that, you know, we were desperate. We needed him on here. Yeah, at our and, church. And, and then the music, I noticed the music got terrible, you know. Yeah, no, I'm joking. <laughs> but, uh, but anyway, on that note... You have a history yeah. in music. Yes. Uh, mm-hmm. Boogie, you and I, we have a history in music. You mm-hmm. played bongos for the worship team years ago. Tamarines. And yeah. Tamarines. And I've, I've, been le- I've been in worship team since I'm 15, 16 I, years old. I, I, I was the gypsy. You were the gypsy, yeah. I was the gypsy. We had, of the, we had of the, your bandana you, every yeah. week. <laughs> nice. Uh, but we all have musical backgrounds. Right. And right. Uh, disclaimer, last time we came together, we well, a few uh, two episodes we created a video called Why You Are a Christian YouTuber, and we t- kind of talked about Christians and their jobs going out there and mm. talking and exposing stuff, but is it for you to really make the believer aware of certain things, or are you just trying to get a like? Right. And this is one of the, mm. the, the issues that a lot of these YouTubers or people that's on Rumble <clears throat> or podcasts, when they try to expose false doctrine, it's not about... Exposing false doctrines about getting another like. Now, I'm right, not going to doubt right. everyone that's on there. Right. There's some people I watch. But tonight, we want to dive into one of them topics, and it's not to get another like. It is right. to really educate the believers. Right. Because this topic right here of music and worship is a is is a big part in ministry. Right. And the Lord, the Lord uses this to edify the believers of Jesus Christ as they're getting ready to hear the word of the Lord. But you have, you have a lot of questions. Um, should secular music be, <clears throat> excuse me, in the uh, church? Um, should we should we play songs that are written by ungodly people? And so we have so we want to discuss that tonight. And like I said, brother Ryan, that's why I asked you to come. I know you're well versed into this. And uh, before we start, let's get a little bit of your history, and sure. then we'll dive into our conversation. So um, basically, I've been playing keyboard since I was about 13, 14 years old. Um, self-taught, um, more mm. blessed me with the ability and the talent to play. Um, I pass some of that on to my son, which he's been trained and he's got some great talent too. This, this kid's going to be good. Um, you know that on the worship, on the youth worship team. Right. Right. <laughs> he's, he's good. He's, he's real humble about it. No, uh, I'm joking. I'll tell you if I had, if I had the training he had with what I know, uh, man, I tell you what, right. I could, I could really get after it on that you thing. You could do the Jimmy Swagger thing. Yeah, though. probably could. <laughs> I, I probably could, but I just, I give glory to God for, for giving yes. me that talent. Mm-hmm. Uh, I really do. It's, it's, yeah. uh, it's been a great experience, but it wasn't always great. Um, I started playing in a youth band. 
I played in a youth band until I was probably about 20, 21 years old. Mm, uh, wow. And I met my wife when I was 21. But uh, during those years when I played from 14 to 21, it was an up and down roller coaster. Mm. A lot of times of me having to remove myself off and them having to remove me off the stage from playing because of mistakes and just wow. things, just being a teenager and just, mm. you know, right. doing stupid things and yeah. just, you know, mm. not making right choices. Like they're like all of us sometimes. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm. And, um, you know, a lot of uh, hard pain, a lot of stuff that I had to learn the hard way. But I can honestly say from the time of 14 to 17 was probably the hardest because it was really not about the Lord. It was about me. Mm. Um, I had a lot of pride. Mm-hmm. I really enjoyed what I did. I liked the attention. It was so much attention, man. Um, you have to understand, uh, I had my younger brother. He was the drummer. Um, my older brother was the youth pastor. He played guitar. Mm. And then my oldest brother was the children's pastor. So wow. we were heavily involved at this church. You wow. know, grew up in this church. You Sound know. like us. Yeah. yeah. And, mm-hmm. it, um, you know, during that time, though, it was just really difficult. You know, uh, as the music began to change, so did we. We began to change with the music. And I can honestly say around 1997, 98 is when, you know, worship music took a turn from basically being, you know, more kind of laid back, like the Don Moen style of Christian, right, I remember those you know, days, worship yeah. to more progressive and more, you know, contemporary. Right. So you can see that those changes were beginning mm. to happen and you can see the influence it was having on the worship because it was changing it. You were starting to see stuff that you never thought would come out of the world coming into, you mm-hmm. know, the Christian music industry. And it goes both ways. You know, most of the music that's in the world was stolen from the Christian music industry to begin with. Yes, it is, right. I think about gospel music. Most of the stuff you see, most of the rips and chords that we play today was originated with gospel music. Right. Uh, Everybody else just stole it from them because they ran out of ideas. Well, well, it's kind of like what happened uh, with uh, Elvis and all that. Most people believe that Elvis and a lot of these guys, they took because they were raised in church. Right. They believe they took that Pentecostal type black gospel well, well, and they well, mixed it Elvis, with something else. Elvis yeah. took the assembly of God. You got to realize mm-hmm. Jerry Lee Lewis, who is he, Jimmy Swire's cousin, correct. they were they weren't just in the assembly of God. They were Pentecostal realm as correct. well. Right, right. So a lot of the yeah. rips that Jerry Lee Lewis, Elvis Presley, even the country style music of Johnny Cash, they, right? they, it was taken what, from church. It was taken from, from a church because uh, Johnny Cash, if I'm not mistaken, was Baptist. Right? Yeah, that's right. correct. Yep. So, you know, uh, during that time, it was pretty tough, you know, because it was it was about me. And, and then we started getting really out of hand, um, started bringing uh, rave music into the church. Wow. I was playing techno music before the church service would start. It was almost like a mosh pit style thing where mm. kids would just get so hyped up and excited you know, so it got so to it was po- a spirit. It was. It was yeah. a spirit. And it got to the point to where most of the music that we were doing, there was a spirit behind it. And we'll, I'm sure we'll get into this a little sure. bit more oh, yeah, as we, we talk. Yeah. So yeah. basically what was happening is, is we had the spirit that was from the world coming into the church. And we were too blind to see it. And we were allowing this stuff to happen and not realizing how many mm-hmm. lives that we were impacting for not the good, but for the bad. Mm-hmm. And, you know... It took probably until a few years later where I was like, you know what, man, something's just not, you know, something's just you not right it. about this. I started feeling it, but I never did anything about it. And then I met my wife, you know, and, you know, we wound up leaving the youth group and just I was in the main sanctuary playing music. 
Well, that was great because there was none of that going on in the main right. service, you know. And right. I don't even think they knew what was going on in the youth, you know. It was oh, just wow. kind of like, eh. And you got to understand, it's my brother, you know. So I'm protecting my brother. I'm not going to sit yeah. here and rat him out and say he's doing anything wrong. You right, know? right, right. But, and, on, but on that point, though, and this is why I encourage pastors to to oversee the youth pastor. Look, Pastor Daniel mm-hmm. oversees everything we do at the youth group. Right. It's right. not that he don't trust us. He's being a pastor. He's right. just and this is this is the bad thing about youth ministry. A lot of senior pastors are saying, well that's the youth ministry. We touched the, we, we we endorsed this young man and a lot of young ministers don't have the experience of the pastor and they think, well, we can do our own way and they get ideas from the world right? Mm-hmm. instead of reading their Bible and doing what the Bible says. And that's, that's what's dangerous on that point. Like you said, the pastor had no idea what was going on in the youth group. Right, he did not. And now now you have, you have young people that are going to church expecting that to where nowadays, and this is at uh, First Baptist mm-hmm. in Lafayette. Remember we went for the Jeremy Camp concert? Mm-hmm. I looked at a brochure they had for the Sunday that was coming up they had a traditional service right. at nine fifteen. Then at eleven o'clock, they had a contemporary service. Correct, I saw that too. I, to, in my knowledge, the Bible says we shouldn't have two different services. Right. If you have to cater to the age groups, there's a problem right there. You're more worried about the flesh. You're not worried about the. And we gospel. were we were doing that, and I mean, even as the the sun took over the church, is when this really started to change dramatically. Mm-hmm. And I'll skip ahead a little bit. Um, it was in 2005. Uh, they they had no worship that morning. It was an Easter Sunday. They did a drama, CSI at the Tomb of Jesus. <laughs> so okay, you know my wife is out there, and we're sitting in a crowd, and it's just like a very it's an uneasiness, you know. Mm-hmm. And you're seeing this stuff, and it's basically a mockery. And I mean, I'm not wrapping my head around it, and I look over, and she's in tears and I'm, I'm trying to wrap my head around why is she crying because of the crucifixion or what's yeah. going on right right well she leaned over and she whispered and she said i'm out of here i said what do you mean are you okay you're not feeling good she said no i'm believing this church and i'm not coming back mm. this is this is horrible i can't believe they're doing this right i'm gonna be honest with you guys that was a make or break day for me. And yeah. I thank the Lord for pressing my spirit that mm-hmm. morning to leave, even though deep down inside, I didn't want to leave. But I knew we had to get out of there. And that was a hard date because it's like, man, I'm on the worship team, man. You know, my mm-hmm. brother's the youth pastor. My oldest brother's the children's pastor. Mm-hmm. My little brother's mm-hmm. the drummer, you know. I mean, we've built a life here at this church, you know. Right. And it was hard. And, and be known <laughs> we had to go to my parents house that day and Uh-oh. it was like man hmm. we went over there and i tell you it was quiet but it, it was awkward it, around the dinner table it was very awkward so so you like you were all this y'all had the same feeling y'all were this all thinking something was wrong or well it was it was a progression because they they yeah. started with rick warren and bought in purpose-driven life and some yeah. things were going in a different direction they were doing all of this church growth stuff. And mm-hmm. you can slowly see that there was a turn away from basically the Lord and more toward numbers. So right. I mean, that happens a lot. It does. And you could see the writing on the wall, but you were sitting there just kind of like, okay, this too shall pass. And that was my thoughts. It's like, all right, look, I've been in church a long time. This is just another movement. We're going to go it's through this. Fad. Yeah, it's not yeah. going to work. We did the cell right. groups. We did right. the small groups. Didn't work. You know, yeah. we're moving on to this next thing. Well, 
we left and we looked for a church and we looked for a church and we looked for a church and we couldn't find one. Went to this one church where we thought we were in a nightclub because the lady that was leading worship was so exotic we had to leave. <laughs> <laughs> and it was embarrassing. It really was. It's like, man, why would you want to do that? And it's like, Lord, you got to help us. And I'm going to be honest with y'all. I mean, the last place in the world I wanted to go was Jimmy Swagger Ministries. I mean, I'm going to be honest with you. But I can honestly say I thank the Lord for leading us there because we got there. And, dude, I'm going to tell y'all, the first service, I absolutely hated <laughs> the music. Uh, I looked at Jennifer, my wife. I was like, babe, mm -hmm. I said, this is horrible. I said, <laughs> how could anybody sit here and listen to this honky-tonk gospel stuff and just, you know, <laughs> be able to maintain a right train of thought? You know, it's like, yeah. I, I can't even imagine somebody sitting here listening to this. I said, it's depressing. <laughs> well, seven years later... <laughs> I began, the music began to grow on me, and, you know, uh, we won't get into this today. We'll talk about it another time. Uh, went through a bout with cancer and everything. I'm, I'm a survivor. Thank the Lord oh, for that. Good, he healed me. Good. Went through some other stuff, but I can honestly say that that music had brought so much peace to me because it's the spirit behind it. Yep. The Holy right. Spirit was in all that music, and it did something to stir my spirit and draw me closer to the Lord, and I'll forever be great, uh, grateful for that to this day i wasn't grateful when we went there right and we right. went there for 17 years so 17 years i sat and i did not play and a lot of the reason i sat for 17 years is because i got in the way and what i mean by that is this i had an opportunity when we went to jimmy swagger to play for less director in holly and I went audition. I can tell you, I acted like I had no idea what I was doing. <laughs> like seriously, all the talent the Lord blessed me with and everything. I, I, it I wasn't went on, your time yet. And and I went up there and I I'm serious, guys. I had no idea what I was doing. I was like, man, this is way out of my league. Mm -hmm. You know. And I know that the Lord probably was trying to open some doors later for me to do some stuff. You know, because I got asked several times to go in Salvation Station, which is now Powerhouse. Right. Pastor Mike would ask me every now and then, why don't you just come play on a sunday night you know your kids sing why don't you just come play and i'm like no man i'm not doing it you know and just kept rejecting kept rejecting and everything and you know i'm gonna be honest with you when we moved to bro bridge it's like the lord called us here and it took a while you know for me to really grasp what the lord was trying to do in my life whenever we got here i just knew we had to come and we got here and you know they find out i play i'm thinking to myself how is Ben Pena finding out that I know how to play keyboard? He got his connections to JSM. Well, he knows my kids. <laughs> right. Okay. Right. And he knows Noah, my son, plays the keyboard. And mm -hmm. he knows my daughter, Miley, sings. Noah and Miley both sang in, you know, in Powerhouse. And, you know, Ben knows them from those days when it was Salvation Station. So, you know, Ben asked me, and I'm not going to lie, like I said earlier, I mean, first time Ben asked me, I said, dude, I said, oh, man. You know, I'm not interested. Right. I'm really not. And little did I know, uh, I would get a phone call from Pastor Brandon and uh, basically got nominated to be on the worship team mm. just out of the blue. And I'm like sitting there and Pastor Brandon's like, I really need you to pray about this. And I'm like thinking to myself, I don't want to. <laughs> <laughs> I really didn't, you know. And right. I called I called my wife, Jennifer, and, and Jennifer basically told me, I, I'll never forget what she told me. She said, Ryan, she said, maybe this is the time. Maybe the Lord has opened the door for right. you to do this yeah. now. Hey. And, and, you know, I, I prayed, and I really, 
I really got down on my knees and I was seeking God about it. I was like, Lord, if this is you and you really want me to do this, then you need to confirm it to me. And man, I kid you not. When the Lord says he's going to confirm something to you, man, he makes it known and he makes it known really well. Man, I, I mean, Ben was lighting me up. Pastor Daniel came up to me and said something. I'm like, all right, bro, how are all these people finding out about Didn't this? Didn't I ask you too? You yeah. did. You did. <laughs> and it's like, all right. Nights. I was like, okay, man. Okay. All right. I get it, God. I see where you're going with this. And long story short, you know, uh, we've been at the church a little over a year, like Isaac was saying earlier. And if I'm thinking correctly, I think I've been on the worship team now for about, hmm, yeah, about six months. It's yeah, been about maybe six a little months. longer. Maybe a little longer. I don't know the exact date. I think I, my I'm wife not, keeps track of all that for me. <laughs> was it a Wednesday night you started? I don't. It, I it was a Wednesday night that we started. Uh, I do remember whenever that happened and everything, and uh, I was excited. I'm not gonna lie. I mean, it was Man, it, it was, was rough. It was it was rough. It was it was pretty difficult. You know what I mean? I. I had played with some guys off and on, you know, just messing around and stuff, but not with a full band, a full set, you know, at a church. And I'm not going to lie, man. I usually, when I, I play, it's I don't get nervous. I ask the Lord to mm. help me, help me to focus and do it and do it pleasing unto him. And, man, that night I was a wreck. I really <laughs> was. I was a wreck. You know, it's kind of like the night whenever we made a CD, whenever I was in the youth band, I was a nervous wreck, man. And I was. I was nervous. But, you know, it's it's been great the lord has really you know moved in my life and shown me some things about music that i did not know before and i'm Mm. I'm really grateful and thankful for you know what he's been doing in my life um the lord has really changed me since i moved here uh he's doing some stuff in me and and i'm grateful you know and i'm trying to pass it on to my kids as well you know Mm -hmm. i love those kids man they're awesome there's some good kids (laughs) we'll see those kids raised up and do it too you know it it, it helps out as well because also on the youth worship team i'm gonna brag on you two kids as well they're awesome (laughs) one sitting in the studio here with us uh but you know don't let it get to your head man (laughs) (laughs) well the other day i text no i was like hey no we're doing uh Mm -hmm. why take the youth bands like we're doing forever and he's like yeah Yes, an easy song. Finally, <laughs> something with less chords. Right. But but uh, but no, and that your family has blessed us at New mm-hmm. Beginnings as Appreciate well. But that. they're watching us on the main worship team as well, and right. that, that's what a lot of people don't understand. It's not just you know, it's not just two different worship teams. The youth band is looking is is the future right of the worship services. Absolutely. Uh, one day I. You know, I hope not anytime soon, but we're not going to be playing up there. Right. They're going to be playing. They will. And that, that's where you go ahead and you move on to the next right. the next, uh, the next generation. But that's why, and like tonight, what we're going to be talking about in the second half of this show is our, our, we have to show them the right way to go. Right. Because a lot of people don't think about that. Oh, worship is it's just musicians playing. No, it's very important and very spiritual. You made a point earlier about when you was in the worship team. Um, with the youth group and Boogie made Boogie said the spirit a lot of people in the church today think music mm-hmm. is neutral it's not mm-hmm. it's not it's very spiritual. spiritual it's not it's and, spiritual. and I use Agreed. I use that as an example of you know if you're sad what tendency you go listen to some sad, soft blue music yeah, sad music if you're right. angry mm-hmm. or you want to work out and you're uh-huh. feeling upset mm-hmm. you put on the heavy rock music it, whoa, whoa how would that prove it shows the attitude and the spirit you're in right right and right. that that feeds that spirit of anger bitterness sadness whatever it is yeah. so music is very spiritual and it was made for that way because we know that lucifer 
He mm. brought half of the angels with him, but he was head of the orchestra right. back in, in when he was in heaven. So mm-hmm. the devil knows how to use music to benefit him and not benefit God. Well, it's just like anything else. God creates and Satan... Counterfeits. Yeah, Satan never creates nothing. He just takes what's there, like we talked about earlier, about right. some people taking from the church and corrupting it. You know, the right. same thing the devil does. It is doing what their, their master, the devil, told them to do well, you know, well, I'll say this, you know, um, yeah. speaking of that, you know, knowing the spirit behind music, mm-hmm. my wife does an excellent job at identifying if it's a spirit behind it or not, you know, wow. right. and, and she does, you know, we, we listen to music a lot at our house, mm-hmm. a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I can assure y'all, you can ask she Noah, can just pick it up like oh, that. It's it. And she will, she'll pick it up, you know, but I can tell you, she's prayed for, for me and all of us for a long time. And I love that woman to death because you know, she's really brought some stuff to our attention mm-hmm. that we really never thought about. She discerns music really, really well. She does. And she can pick up stuff right away with just the tone, the beat, and the melody, and the chorus, you know. Wow. And she'll pick the stuff up, and then, she, like, right away, she'll instantly say, not for me. Well, this is you the know? thing. If you look in the Bible, remember when the evil spirit came upon Saul? Right. David came and played with his uh, heart. He sure did. And the evil spirit, you know, fled. So there is a spirit behind it. Agreed. You know, and a lot of people don't realize that. They think everything's neutral, and it's not, you know. Yeah. And what's, what's bad is, I know we're going to die probably more yeah, than that to the second segment. Uh, a lot of people are biblically knowledge. Mm-hmm. So they're musically inclined to the biblical worldview right. of certain songs that are played in the church. Right. And that's where, you know, and like I said, we're probably going to drop some names later on. But that's where you said it in prep. This is how they entice people. Because, yeah, you know, it, it's hard to go ahead and witness to a young person. Oh, we don't want to hear about Jesus. Play music. Mm. And it attracts a crowd. One, and look, we, we, we've yeah. seen this yeah. at, at a couple of member of the park event. Yeah, you know there wasn't a lot of people that we started playing music. All of a sudden, the, the, the crowd, crowd started coming, and it does. It attracts. It really does. Yeah. I mean, there's so much spirit behind music that people don't realize that it just draws interest because you have to think about it. I mean, music has such a pull on someone because it makes them feel a certain way. Yeah, yeah. So, and I think the Lord designed it that mm-hmm. way for that very purpose, and mm-hmm. you know, Lucifer intended to destroy mm-hmm. it. Yeah. But, you know, God turned that thing around and, and made it for his good and for it, his glory. It's like it, music's kind of it's hard to explain with music or any type of entertainment. It's like it goes inside of a person and it just clicks. It there, does. It's just something that just turns you on. And they'll understand know? music more than they will anything else. I yep. mean, it's mm-hmm. just and that's that's one thing. Like we said, we're going to talk about it's it's spirit, man. Well, it really is. Well, me and Isaac. We have time for this? Yeah, go ahead. Because me and Isaac was watching a movie. It was about Elvis, you know? And you notice, like, if you watch the old films and you watch even the movie, mostly in the movie, how when Elvis turned a certain way of his body, all of a sudden the women just went, they were normal. They were sitting down. Same thing. And next thing you know, the women were, "Ah!" It was the same yeah, it's thing amazing. with, with uh, Jerry Lee Lewis, the movie yeah. that they made, uh, a whole lot of shaking. I think it's a whole lot of shaking going uh-huh. on, yeah. the movie. No, 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 Great Balls of Fire. The yeah, movie Great, Great Balls, Balls of Fire. Fire. Yeah. And you watch, it was the same way. They had a scene on there where Jerry Lee Lewis was playing some soft music, mm-hmm. and they were like, oh, this is boring. When he did the song, a whole lot of shaking going on, the room mm-hmm. went up in, in right. a, in a, in a yeah. lot of people said, well, that's a movie. That happened. That, right. was, that was a historical that was a yeah, uh, that fact, a- and that's... That's the power of the music of rock and roll or any gender of music that the genre of music that goes ahead. And if you don't have the right spirit behind it, 
mm-hmm. is going to be an evil spirit. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's where you need to be cautious. So with that being said, we're going to go ahead and continue this conversation on the other side of the, the ad. We'll be right back in a few moments. Hi, everyone. My name is Anthony James Hayes. You probably know me from Best from Brothers to Searching. And I'm so honored today that you meet me here. I want to talk about a little bit about my book. The first one I wrote was Journey of the Christians, From Dead Works to Living Faith, my very first book. It's about the story about me pretty much going through things and how I overcome by the word of God. And here is The New Kingdom with Liberty Man and Evil Stone. That's my second best book so far. And I want to take a little time to tell you about my second book mostly. The first one is about some children. They go to like an adventure. They go to see a new kingdom. The future, I guess you can say, of God and how he's going to restore the kingdom to Garden of Eden conditions. And they fight good and evil and light and darkness. So I encourage you to actually get these books. They're available on Amazon or Barnes & Noble. And then my second story, Liberty Man, a man who fights for freedom. And he takes off the chains of tyranny, of the kings of tyranny off of him. So he finally gets free and I hope you find out his journey and how he got free and so on. And then my third book, The Evil Stone, a man who actually turned to the devil or he sold his soul to the devil for a powerful magic stone. And he had the promise of ruling the world. So I hope you enjoy these books. They're available and they're family friendly and there's something you can learn with the word of god they're parables that you can teach your children and your grandchildren about so i encourage you today to go to these places and i hope you bless and you enjoy these books you're not watching brothers just searching may i ask why they're terrific you guys they're just terrific He's looking at you, kid. All right, everybody. Welcome back to the second segment of Brothers Just Searching. Uh, we were talking about music. Brother Ryan gave us a little bit of his musical background. And we started talking about how music ha- has a spirit behind mm-hmm. it. And it's not neutral. And um, had some great conversations. And I, this is leading us to the conversation we really want to have is the type of music that is played in the church. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, going with the spirit uh point that we were talking about earlier guys that's why worship service is so important you know um you talked about a a mash pit earlier um i had a guy tell me years ago and this was a young guy at the time at 18 and he he would tell me that you know he loved going to rock concerts because he goes into this mash pit and they would beat him and everything like that and he was happy you remember austin Mm -hmm, uh mm -hmm. And boy, and, do I remember Austin. <laughs> <laughs> Some yeah, things yeah, are better just not yeah, to not, remember. Not to say it. Anyway, <laughs> but anyway, uh, but mm-hmm. it goes to the point. That's what music is there for in the church. It's supposed to bring an attitude of worship. Right. Um, I'm gonna be honest with you. I don't think it's gonna be quiet in heaven. Mm-mm. There's gonna no. be worship going all over. The praise and worship. You know. Uh, all these Calvinists are going to be shocked when they get to heaven and there's everybody <laughs> dancing around the throne. They're all going to be Pentecostal. <laughs> yeah, they will. Absolutely. <laughs> but uh, but it goes to the point, that's why music <coughs> is important. And mm-hmm. Brother Ryan, we, like I said, we've all been part of worship teams. We all know the importance of coming together in worship, praying and seeking the Lord, and getting ready for that service. Right. But now this leads us to a question, though. What type of worship music that you're playing in church? And is it bringing in the right spirit or the wrong spirit? Mm. See, a lot of people don't realize that, that, you know, when you go into a worship service, 
they could be playing songs that are unbiblical and bringing in a mm-hmm. wrong spirit. Right mm. now, I'm not one of them Christians that that think there's a spirit behind every rock. Right, but right. at the same time, you can really determine what is biblical or not. And look, I'm going to use a prime example of this. Um, and look, Miley, Miley was the one that asked me about that. We were going to do the song "Reckless Love of God" by uh, Cody uh, Asbury. Great, mm-hmm. and. I remember going, I was a worship leader at a church here in Lafayette. And I wanted to do that song for worship, and the pastor told me no. Now, I was just thinking, huh, he don't want the song. He might not like the song, whatever. And we put it into the lineup for a Wednesday night service, and Miley texted me, and she said, what is the reckless love of God? I said, well, we got a question. So as a leader of the worship team and as... Uh, a, a, a youth director I had to I had to start going look into that and I found out that that song yes great great lyrics um everything is biblical except two lines in the song mm. but those two lines are the headline of the song right and I started thinking wait a minute if it ain't biblical on that why are we playing it mm. and look we, we had we had I had discussions with some of the the leaders and Guess what? Me personally, I'm not the main worship leader at New Beginnings, but on Wednesday nights, that song ain't even in our lineup. It's not even in our library no more. Right? People, well, Isaac, it's just a song. No, if a song is unbiblical, I don't want to sing it because mm-hmm. as a pastor, mm-hmm. I have to be careful what I preach that mm-hmm. is biblical because mm-hmm. we're held up to a higher standard. I, I think we talked about that. I was in a conversation with some guys last night. We talked about ministers and leaders being at a higher standard. Right. But what about the worship leaders? Mm. You know how many worship leaders are going to make it to heaven? The Lord said, I'm going to hold your reward because you mm-hmm. told something, uh, you sung something unbiblical. Mm. And, and look, I'm going to, uh, Bowen's not here to talk Cajun French, so but it, <laughs> it, gives me, uh, it gives me the flea songs. That's the importance of music right. and going into that. And that's why as worship leaders or pastors or singers, we have to be careful. Mm-hmm. Of what we're doing, and brother, brother uh, Ryan, I know you have a lot to say about that because we've had this right. conversation. We have uh, just a few weeks ago. Sure did. I think a lot of this that we're seeing now lately, and I'll just be honest with everyone with this answer, and, and take it as you may. But you know, just observing and seeing how this trend is is moved through our churches, mm. um, a lot of this music brings a lot of emotion. Yes. And yes. It, it creates the spirit of emotionalism because, you know, certain beats make people feel certain ways. Mm-hmm. Certain progressions make people feel certain ways. I, I can tell you honestly right now, I'm on the worship team. When we building up to go into a chorus mm-hmm. coming out of a verse, right? man, the whole atmosphere in the church mm-hmm. changes, changes. And you can see the people prepared mm-hmm. to enter in, you know. So with that being said, it, you know, wording wording has a lot to do with it. And, you know, that's why we're very, very careful, you know, whenever we're looking at this. You know, I, I know f- now I am. I mean, back then, 20 years ago, probably mm-hmm. not. But more conscious of it now, just thinking, okay, is this biblically correct? You know, and mm-hmm. it's not about being religious. It's about, right. you know, is this going to hinder somebody? You know, is this going to cause someone to, to question the word of God? Right. Because, you know, I think of it like this. There's a lot of music, and I know you both know this, that's out there 
it's you know there's no mention of the name of jesus right there's no mention of anything that has to do with the grace of god the glory of god Mm -mm. the forgiveness of god the mercy of god the thankfulness of god there's none of that that's mentioned at all you know saying him they him he whatever all of this this is just new title information that's been put in to take the place of god and i know a lot of people don't look at it that way but if you really look at it and you see the eyes in it and everything mm-hmm. a lot of people are putting you know mm-hmm. emphasis on them being able to change their situation and right. we know if you try to do it in your own strength you're you're going to fail and i've noticed this trend a lot more happening so i started digging into it a little bit just to see exactly what's going on you know and i mean i don't use this all the time and i'll go ahead and drop it right now i do use the berean report Mm -hmm. i do look at it because Mm -hmm. they use scripture to back it up do i agree with everything they say i don't i know you're talking about i like them too Mm -hmm. but they do break it down line by line and give a perspective to where you can Mm -hmm. understand exactly what the writer is trying to say now look i get it these these guys and girls are not going to get it right every time Okay, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and my thing is is this: if the Lord is giving you a song, He's going to lead you in the right direction and give you the song to sing. You know, and I know it's a fine line with a lot of people. I get that. You know, some people feel certain ways about it, and they're Mm -hmm, just like, "Look, mm -hmm. I'm not deviating from it," and that's fine. You know, if you feel that way, the Lord, you go to Him and you ask Him what's right. Right, You know, and I would discourage people from you know going ask somebody unless you're prepared. You know, to agree to disagree. I would discourage yeah. anybody from having a conversation about it. If you if you can't agree to disagree and it's just going to turn into anger, leave it alone. Right. Because right. we all know it's a very, very sensitive subject. A yeah, lot of music. people, yeah. it's just an understanding thing. I think it's what right. it boils down to. It's not saying I know more than you. It's mm-hmm. just like as you learn over time and you, you start to understand it and the Lord reveals stuff to you, mm-hmm. then you want to share it, you know. And that's kind of where I'm at now. Look, don't get me wrong. I don't know it all. Okay. Sure. <laughs> oh no, you don't. I am. I'm. I'm learning stuff mm-hmm. now that mm-hmm. I wish I would have known. Way back in years the day. Ago. Me too. And mm-hmm. I thank the Lord for that. And I think you know the Lord has been able to show me some things now about it that I didn't know before, mm-hmm. and I'm starting to understand Same why here. it makes so much sense. Yeah. yeah. You know, you, you have a whole different perspective. You do. You know, this is what people got to realize about entertainment in general: music, movies. When people, I really get, I mean, I know they're not saving individuals. I was watching a documentary one time. They had a guy, he was in Hollywood, and he was saying pretty much, he, he I don't know if he was lying or he just mistaken. He was saying that movies and music don't play impact in people's lives, pretty much what he was saying. Wow. And one guy said in video, he says, if anybody thinks that movies and music don't affect people, he said somebody's lying or they're mistaken. Right. Because people don't realize it does play impact on our society. It does play in the motions of people and it stuff does. like that. It does. Like the Columbine shooting. These guys were into heavy. Most people don't realize they heavy were, into, they were into heavy metal Correct. music. And they were also into Darwinism. They were heavy into evolution. Right. So philosophies and your theology will play a big part in well, your well, life and what you're following. You're a disciple, the, you're gonna come a, a follower of but it. Going back so to, you you make back. a you make a good point though. Yeah. And, and the point that you just said is is mm. that these guys were influenced by the style right. of the music. Okay. Right. So right. let's think about that for mm-hmm. a second. Mm-hmm. Say you take that same style of music with that same spirit and you try to put lyrics to it that right. are Christian music. How do you separate both of those? Right. Mm-hmm. How do you do it? 
Mm-hmm. Me personally, I, I can't separate it. No. And the reason I can't separate it is because whatever's behind that thing, mm-hmm. it's going to follow it. It's it not going to leave it. it. And yeah. it's such an influence and an impact because I could tell you, most of my friends when we were growing up, <laughs> when we listened to stupid stuff like that, we were not listening to the words. <laughs> oh, no, no. Okay? Most people, we most were people not. tell you not. Yeah. Oh, look, i never forget it. When I was a kid, I would listen to something. My mom's like, what in the world are you listening to? Oh, we just listen to the beat. We listen to the beat. Yeah, mm-hmm. It's like, you know, and, and still to this day, I mean, it's the same response. Oh, we listening to the beat. We just listen uh-huh, to the music. Uh-huh. We're not listening to the words. Right. You know? But your spirit is taking that in. Yes, it's absorbing. It really it. is. Mm-hmm. I mean, think about in uh, you know the seventies and the eighties with oh, rock yes. and roll music. Oh, if yeah. you would take a you know a record and Even you would turn 60s. it backwards, it had subliminal messages oh, yeah. in it. Mm-hmm. It did. You know? It did. And, it, yeah. and you know we've had people say, "Oh, that's not true." Man, I, I seen it with my own eyes and heard it. You know, mm-hmm. and it's just like it blew me away. It's like, why would somebody do that? You know, and and it goes to show you how far. Mm-hmm. This industry will go mm-hmm. to reach a generation. I mean, look at the impact the music mm-hmm. is having on the generation right now. Oh yeah, it, it's it's massive. Whoever would have thought you would see the vulgarity that's coming out in this industry right now? Oh yeah. And the sad part is that most of these record label companies that were always secular own some of our very own yep. Christian yes. labels. Yes, they do. Yes, and, they, do. And, they you know, know both sides of the fence. And I, and I think about mm-hmm. one particular artist, you know, uh, I won't call her name, but she she's she's a girl and she's a secular singer and they asked her to do something that was demonic. She didn't want to do it. She felt very, very uncomfortable doing it. Wow. But she's bound to a contract. Wow. So she has to do it. Oh, you know? wow. And a lot of these Christian artists are bound to contracts now. Mm-hmm. That's why you see them bringing in outside worldly people to sing with them. Mm-hmm. It's because they're in a contract wow. and they have to do what they tell them to do. Wow. But you're slowly seeing some of these guys get away, these girls get away from those contracts, basically starting their own label. Oh, because wow. they know the influence and the impact that this well, industry has. And I know a lot mm-hmm. of people a lot of people are gonna be listening to this and you're using him. Toby Mac did the same thing. Toby right. Mac has his own label. But it goes back, you went to the seventies, Keith Green. Yeah. A lot of people absolutely. don't know Keith Green's they story. Don't. Keith Green was signed by a label. He was mm-hmm. there. And mm-hmm. he was mm-hmm. he was making money. Yep. Mm-hmm. He signed another contract. Two minutes later, came back in and said, I don't think the gospel's for sale, and I shouldn't charge people for God's music. Right. I'm, I'm taking out of this contract even before the clause was written. And wow. the guy looked at him like, Keith, what you're doing? Don't, don't you want to spread the gospel? But if you listen to Keith Green's music, Keith Green's music sincere. was very sincere and doctrinal. Absolutely. Mm. Um, Man and, had an experience with the Lord is what yes. happened. Yeah, that's what happened. And he, and he look, has some great music. I love his music. And, but if you listen to the story, that's why he broke away. Mm-hmm. They were telling him, you have to charge for a concert. Right. You have mm. to charge so much for this album. You have to charge. And he's like, well, no, I'm not going to be bound by men's mm-hmm. doctrine or men's uh, men's ways of life. Mm-hmm. Right. And I think that's one reason we have a lot. And look, shout out to a couple of YouTubers. And look, look I, I guess disagree with him on some things, but since Spencer Smith has said that. A lot of these people that's under these contracts, they have to do what they to- tell them to do, sure, as Brother Ryan sure. just said. Right, you do. And, and, and it's scary. And look, you know. That, you that's can, why it's good to be independent if it's possible. And it is. And, you know, it, it really hurts the individual because, man, look, especially the ones that had the talent and the Lord has truly blessed them. Look, man, I can tell you, there are a lot of these artists that have songs that we'll never, ever hear. Yep. We'll right. never, ever hear them. They're right. in a little journal that they wrote, 
you know, on the road or at home in the bedroom when they were crying out to the Mm -hmm. Lord, asking for help. We will never, ever hear these songs Mm -hmm. because they're being controlled by someone. And I'm going to be honest with you. I see this slowly creeping in to our worship industry now. And the reason I say that is because you have two main groups that control worship music right now. It was Hillsong for the longest time, Uh but now it is Bethel Music. Wow, and, and the other one is elevation. You, you you think those three are dominating? I, yeah. I really do, and and the yeah. reason I say that is because look, don't get me wrong. I mean, we sing some of those songs, yeah, but man, do. some of those songs that they have wrote, oh, you know, there's a spirit behind it and there, the message. And there is there is a message behind it. So mm-hmm. I think we've been very careful in which ones that we have chosen right. to sing. But I can tell you this, man, you can take some of those songs. You can let them sing in, and then you can let another group, and I'll just throw a name out there. You'll let, like, a family worship center sing that song. The spirit that's behind it with those people singing it versus that is two different well, spirits. Let's, yeah, let's, look, at, let's yeah. look at what happened a couple of weeks ago at family camp on the Friday night. That song, I Thank God, that's done by Maverick City it Music. It sure is. And Maverick City Music has come into controversy they have. with a lot of stuff with this. But that song, I Thank God. Yep was sung at Jimmy Swagger Ministry. Now, there's some ministries that would say, hold on, that's wrong, they shouldn't have even Correct. sung that song, whatever. But the Spirit of God fell. And it did, because and, it was the right look, spirit look, behind look, it. I'm going to be honest with you, I haven't danced like that in years. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Brother Phil Kennedy <laughs> said that if big boys like this, God can make them dance that's right, and do man. anything. But, it, but that song, the Spirit behind it, and, mm-hmm. look, and look, I know Gabe Swagger. Gabe Swagger is a tender-hearted man. Right. He loves the Lord. And when you see that man go up to the podium and couldn't even speak, right? Yeah, I, yeah, because the spirit yeah. of God was telling him to keep on going, and when the right. people started clapping, he, he, he you right. couldn't stop. The spirit of God was there. Right now, like I said, uh, Maverick City Music Group. Mm-hmm. I don't agree with everything. Look, I don't listen. I, I don't either. You know, yeah. it, it, it's rare if I turn on mm-hmm. a Bethel song or a Hill song. Right. I listen to more of Hillsong's old stuff. Oh, absolutely. Too. I listen yeah. to most because she old was stuff. biblical. She was, yeah. but but that's where it goes to the point of they totally kind of took a different doing. road now. Well, I think a lot of this has to. I think it it boils down to one main thing. There's a lot of immaturity that's going on in the industry with a lot of this music that is being wrote. Okay, right. let's be honest. You know, Stephen Furtick is a very very young you know pastor for his age leading a church. And a very large church at that. Right. And most of the people no that wisdom, song, No wisdom, right. no... Right. And I right. mean, you know, Elevation's worship team is some very, very young, bright, talented, I mean, excellent right. musicians, right. excellent, you know, singers. And, you know, I mean, they have everything that you would ever want for a worship team, you know? Wow. And like look, your dream. Yeah, yeah for real. Yeah. And, and look, guys, I'm going to be honest. I, I've seen some YouTube videos, and I just sit there and I cringe and it's just like you sit there and you listen to this and it's like man i've heard that song before but man something's wrong mm-hmm. something's off something is not I kind right. of find out it's from a worldly song they just changed yeah the, uh, mm-hmm. and it, it just makes you feel well, like goes, something's it goes, wrong it goes to the point we and i'm i know i'm showing my age here but dc talk mm-hmm. oh yeah jesus freak a lot of people say well how did they come up with the song jesus they were inspired by worldly artists. They were. Artists, they were to come out with Jesus Freak. Right now, mm-hmm. Jesus Freak. Yeah, I do the little rip on the guitar to warm up sometimes. But if you think about it, should we be doing that? You get what I'm saying? Right. And that's where you have to discern. Mm-hmm. At, look, don't get me wrong. You can get some influence. Boogie, we, we talked about this uh, a while mm-hmm. back. You can get some influence from the world, right? Yeah. But at the same time, when your worship service mm-hmm. is not a worship service but entertainment. Mm-hmm. 
that is the problem that I see Elevation, yeah. Bethel, and all of them. Because they're using their music to bring in people. Uh-huh. Right. Well, if you go ahead and do biblical mm-hmm. wording or you say mm-hmm. something, you, and you got to have some biblical in it, of course. Sure, you can't sure. just throw everything right. out. Right. But if you go uh, like Keith Green did, uh, I'm trying to think of the song. I think it's something walking out of Egypt or something like mm-hmm. that. It was a song. It was talking about people that, that, that were stiff-necked, hard people. Mm-hmm. That song would not be popular today. Right. Oh, no, and no, that's, no. that's where you got to go with the point of it. If they're just feeding the flesh, mm-hmm. well, I kind of noticed like today, like I noticed in uh, Christian and in worldly things, it's about feeding the flesh. It's really, it is. I mean, it's really about they know how to target a certain spark in you, and they they hitting right. the right spark. That's why they can make so much money in the Christian and in the worldly industry. You know, you know when you hear music or when you're watching a film. It's kind of like a sidetrack, you know. You never saw those movies where in the army where they're trying to uh, they're trying to get the army away, our attention yeah, away. To, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're trying to get them uh, their attention away from their battle plans or whatever. People don't realize when you're watching a movie or you're watching uh, you listen to music, you're so caught up into the music and you're so caught up in the action of the movie that a lot of times people don't know the hidden messages. That's inside. Right. You'd be surprised how much people I tell people, hey, you know, and of course, you know, like you say, you don't look at the devil. Everything's the devil and everything's like a rock. But, you know, you do you catch something like you said with that music. You just like you catch it. Wait a minute. That something don't sound right or something just don't, you know, and you it's like, for example, like Star Wars, you know, like when they said the force be with you. Well, most people don't realize that comes from pagan religions. You know, there's no God. There's just a force out there. You can use it for good or you can use it for evil. You know, so there's messages in that people are so caught up in the action and stuff. They don't realize in the middle of well, it, there's a philosophy or a worldview but, that, that what, you know. What's the thing about the Christian, yeah. the Christian view of this, though, is, mm-hmm. Boogie, we're supposed to have Christians that are supposed to read their Bible. They're supposed to They're understand supposed the to. Bible. They're supposed right. to understand biblical knowledge and true words because look mm-hmm. i have it right here john 4 mm-hmm. where jesus was talking with the woman at the well she said uh he's um he said but the hour verse 23 but the hour is coming and now here mm-hmm. when the true worships will worship the father in, in spirit, spirit and, and in, in truth, truth. right for mm-hmm. the father is, uh, is seeking such people to worship him god mm-hmm. is the spirit and those who worship him must worship him in, in spirit, spirit and, and in truth. truth and so, in truth but, but, right. when, but when you go ahead and look i've wrote i've written some music early in my life Mm-hmm. But if you if you go if you go with the attitude of writing that song, well, I want to write the next great hit, mm-hmm. and I can tweak this scripture and tweak that scripture to fit my narrative to where, plain and simple, word of faith doctrine or uh, right. absolutely right. claiming right. gospel and stuff right. like that. You're They're not, preaching you're not, to you. You're not going in there yeah. with mm-hmm. spirit mm-hmm. and truth. Right. What you're doing is you're trying to you go in there mm-hmm. with the wrong spirit to say this song could be my number one great hit. Mm-hmm. Right. And right. when you go with that attitude, you're not worshiping God. You're looking for the fame and the glory. You are, and, and that's that's the difference with worship. You know, like mm-hmm. look, like us, brother Ryan. You know, you mentioned how the certain sounds and stuff like that. You notice when people are truly worshiping, they're not worried about them special effects. They're not in truth. Now, elevation worship, and I, I heard this from a worship uh, leader already. He said, "I play the same song that elevation does, and I don't get the same reaction." Right, because like you said, they have the they have the technology to they do make you feel something that's mm-hmm. not true spirit. Right, and you know, 
Some people can, and I, I get this all the time with the baby. Well, Friday night at the, at the camp, didn't y'all go ahead and and were full of emotions? No, I was really praising the Lord. I felt that in my spirit. Right. You need to worship. And I think uh, and, and, I agree with you. It was there, you know, mm-hmm. and, and 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 to fill in with that, you know, I think a lot of everything that you know we're seeing also is whatever is portrayed in worship, it's going to come out in the preaching. Because right. worship, yeah. st- it sets the stage. And look, I can tell mm-hmm. you, Pastor Daniel has told us this before. He said, man, y'all, y'all, y'all know, made it easy for us today. And it's like, okay, it's nothing we did. It was the Lord working through us mm-hmm. to bring it to the, to the people, you know. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of stuff that you see happening in these churches is it's a simple fact that people get the wrong idea of what worship really is. Yes. Yep. They don't understand who they are worshiping. They don't right. know. They don't have a relationship, first of all. Okay. Right. Their heart is not right. Right. Okay. Right. And if none of those are in order, what are you going to do? Most of the time, you just see those people stand there because they have no idea what to do. They have no idea what to do because it's like, what am I supposed to do? Am I supposed to lift my hands? Am I supposed to clap? Am I supposed to sing? Mm. What am I supposed to do? It's like, that's a bad place to be. Right. Trust me, man. I was there. I didn't want to raise my hands to save my life in church. Right. You can ask Jennifer. She'll tell you. Ryan would not raise his hands to save his life. Thank God he set me free from that because you know what? It's complete surrender. Yeah. It's right. what it is, you know? Right. And I think the Lord has to work on an individual to get them to the point to where they under they really understand what worship is all about. Because a lot of that is people just don't understand it. No. They they just think it's like okay man let's go to church let's get ready to have some cool music mm-hmm. and let's hear yeah let's yeah. let's and hopefully they play the song I want to hear tonight and yeah. if they don't I'm gonna be mm-hmm. upset you know and 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 I'll make this point too a lot of people look at this as a religious thing yes man you have got to get past that point to where it is not a religious thing it's a relationship it is and mm-hmm. it's not a religious thing for me when I right. talk about it it's an experience okay because I know when I worship jesus christ that something inside of me stirs and it gives me joy it gives me peace look man i had cancer i can tell you right now there were many nights i was crying out to the lord and man them worship songs would come on mm-hmm. and look the peace of god would come into that room mm-hmm. and dude i was look i was at peace okay right slept yeah. like a baby you mm-hmm. know yeah. so you can't tell me if no i would have been listening to a music that had the wrong spirit if i would have had the same result right so right. you know I, I really think christians need to get to the point to where they can just get on their knees and ask the lord lord please show me worship teach me mm-hmm. how to worship mm-hmm. show me how to worship give me a desire to worship you mm-hmm. more than i ever had before mm-hmm. and i think if we see that that's where revival is going to start right well it goes to the point though too is it coming behind the pulpit Right. Watch. Correct. We talked about look, Christians, and I'm I'm seeing this in a lot of topics. And we, me and Pastor Daniel, have mentioned this. Do do people understand the fullness of the Holy Spirit? Do they understand the baptism of the Holy Spirit? Right. Does people talking about music? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, Boombox passing by. Yes, indeed. Worship, like you said, people don't go into church with the understanding, or they see the lights and they see the cameras right. mm-hmm. and they see everything that is going on, 
And look, look, because we can even talk about the lights and everything. Look, right. I do. I like how Kevin Wallace does. They have the lights and everything, but they don't. And they do don't it to go where, to extreme. Yeah, it's not lasers and boom yeah, things yeah, shooting out. Yeah. But smoke everywhere. And a lot of, yeah. a lot of that. <laughs> a lot of that yeah, is yeah, really yeah. for the tech side, so it the is. cameras can hit. But there is some people that go to church and that's all they experience for worship and they have that emotional feeling. They do. Oh well, look, look, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not, I'm not, and they not, they're not really worshiping. They're just enjoying the music. Well, they're looking and, for and something. They're looking for something that they had outside of the church. And whenever they find a church that fulfills that flesh, mm-hmm. that's where they want to go. And look, man, I'm telling you, I was there. I was a part of it. Man, we had a slamming youth group. Okay. Mm-hmm. We were packing that thing out, almost 200 kids on Wednesday night. So I know we had a major influence. Look, we had all the lights off. We had the fog. We had everything, man. Had all the lights. It was it was nuts. It really was. And I'm going to be honest with you, that was unnecessary. No. Nope. It was really unnecessary because I can tell you right now, that didn't do anything but just cause a bunch of people to get excited. Yep. So why would you want to bring that in to just excite somebody and say, oh, man, look how cool we are. Now, like Isaac said, I do agree with him. For TV, you know, there are certain lights and things that you need, Mm -hmm. but you don't have to go to so much of an extreme that it's like, okay, man, this is a concert. Yeah, yeah. And most churches you go to now, it's like a concert all the time. It is. I want to bring that point out because, look, I'm a big fan of Jeremy Camp. We attended a Jeremy Camp concert here in Lafayette, Louisiana. He had the lights. He had the strobes. He right. had all that. And a lot of people say, see, that's wrong. He shouldn't be. Well, first off, Jeremy Camp has never said this is a worship service. He has always said, look, this is this is a show. Right. It's a concert. Uh, this is Christian lyrics or Christian show. It's a concert. Right. Now, he uses that opportunity to witness. So I admire him, Matthew West, right. Casting Crowns, people that do that. But in a church service, that's something totally different. You get what I'm saying? Right. And, and you to have the the laser lights and everything. No, that's not that's not bringing in the spirit of God. That's bringing the spirit of, as you said earlier, self. I think it's a separation. You know, I mean, look, don't get it misconstrued that you know there is a Christian entertainment industry. There is, yeah, and it's CCM there. CCM is there. I mean, look, we watch Christian films. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah, and the Christian music industry is no different. You know, we go right. to concerts. We listen to artists that we really, right. truly like right. to listen to, you know? Yeah. And I'm going to be honest with you. One thing I look for whenever I go to a concert is the main fact. Are they preaching Jesus? Yep. Yes. And yes. look, I've been to concerts where there was no mention of yes. any preaching at all. Or, and or repentance. I was, right. And I was disappointed. I was like, how could you call yourself a Christian group uh-huh. and you're not out here lifting yeah. up the name of Jesus? Well, matter of fact, I don't know if Isaac remembers this, but I remember when I went to my first third day concert, and yeah, it was pretty good. I mean, everything, but I kind of noticed they that them and in the other group that was there, I was like, there was no call a sinner's prayer. There right. was hardly no preaching at all. Right. I'll be honest, and I'm like, what's your purpose? You know, it's just like right. let me. I'm gonna use it for an author's point of view. You know, it's like when I read a book and I like there's a certain author that I read one time. He's popular still today in the Christian world. I noticed that as I read the book, because you mentioned about how there's no gospel being preached. I'm like, I read the book and I was like, man, if someone didn't tell me like the lion represents Jesus or this, sir, I wouldn't have known because ca- I find the author in the book don't really make it plain. 
So when I wrote my book, I was like, well, when I write my book, I'm a, no one's going to have to guess. Right. I'm, I'm going to be blunt. Hey, this line represents Jesus or Joshua we, or this sword represents the Holy Spirit. Because when that's what you're that's what you're there for. When you play Christian music, when you make Christian films or books, you're there to, number one, get people saved. And two, the person who's all, is saved already, you have to build them up to God. You have to, you know, encourage them. And if it, that's why I don't agree with everything with Billy Graham, but that's why I like Billy Graham movies a lot. It was, yeah, it was to entertain Christian families. But when you watch his films... You didn't doubt the message. You, If you're right. a lost person and you watch a Billy Graham show, you're like, and Billy Graham's talking about the gospel or somebody in there is laying the gospel there. So that person who's unsaved... They're like, wow! I need to give my heart to Jesus. I need to know this and, Jesus. And that's, so that's, that's what the, we're there for—not just to entertain, but also to give a message. Well, and that's you know? why worship service is so important as well, because you—you mm-hmm. you know, if you have the attitude you're going to puff yourself up, well, you're not mm-hmm. going to puff puff up God, and you're not going to introduce the gospel message. Mm-hmm. But I look, I've seen. Look, last Sunday, prime example. We didn't have no preaching. Brother right. Daniel said, right. "Look, I didn't right. even feel led." And Brother Daniel usually shares his sir, his uh his. Uh, scripture before the service mm-hmm. he said I didn't even feel that to do that the spirit of God took over look we had people at the altar getting Amen. healed we had people at the altar praying on others we had our elders laying hands on the sick right. you know what led that worship and look Ben told us that at the beginning of worship sure did. he mm-hmm. said look he said I got these set songs but I'm probably going to bounce all over. I had to come off the stage and start praying on people. When I went into the back <laughs> to help the help the tech team, we, we couldn't find half of the songs. We, right, <laughs> every time right. we thought we found it, <laughs> we went to another one. Right, but that, that was right. the Spirit of God. The Spirit of God was Amen. moving, and that was worship. And going back to, you know, like, like I'm going to go ahead and, and give him props. Matthew West. I love, I've love. i been to two Matthew West concerts. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That man comes to Lafayette or wherever, and they're like, I'm going. And he, and he had his daddy yeah, there that was da- a pastor. Yeah, his dad's a pastor, and his dad uh-huh. shuts mm-hmm. everything down, and he does the gospel message. Uh-huh. And that's where we need to go ahead. We need to put the mm-hmm. focus on the gospel and not on self. And I know we can go a lot more into this, and unfortunately right. we're running low on time. But yeah, right. th- this, this subject is more is broad. You, you can, mm-hmm. can discuss this. But at, at the end of the day, we need to make sure our attention is focused on what Christ did on Calvary's cross. Amen. And um, Dad has a famous saying, and he heard it from somebody else, where he says, if a song don't preach to you, mm-hmm. it shouldn't be sung. I was Absolutely. thinking about and, it. Yeah. And that's, that's something that we need to focus on. It's not about the author or the uh, the person performing. Singing. It's about Jesus. And if your that's heart it. isn't right, you said that at a meeting the other day we had for our worship team. If our heart ain't right, well, it don't matter what we do up there. Right. It can't yeah. be about us. It has to be about Jesus. And and let's put it this way. No matter if it's just a Christian film or music, somebody will preach a message. Yeah, it will no be a matter message. If it's, even if it's not Christian. A lot of people, they look at Christian films, worldly or Christian, where even they say, oh, doctrine, Christian tr- people, tr- they're trying to make people Christians. Well, they're, they're, other people are preaching their philosophies and their doctrines, too. It's just a little different. Right. So everybody will preach something. One way or another. That's right. So before we roll out, brother, yeah. uh, brother Ron, you have any final thoughts? You know, uh, I know, I know, we had we. It's <laughs> yeah, fun, it's, 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 it's not normal. We have a we yeah. have a, a planned schedule, and the right. schedule is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I, I think I would just say this to kind of conclude. I, I would encourage all believers, mm-hmm. uh, even new believers, to really you know seek the Lord. And I really truly believe the Lord will give you direction on yeah. what you need to do. And, and and truly seek him and, and try 
very, very hard not to be swayed by opinion. Let the Lord reveal to yep. you mm. the true meaning of worship and what it's all about and music at that. And I really think if you go with that and study scripture and just understand it, you can't go wrong because right. God cannot lie and his word doesn't lie either. Yep. yep. So, so on that note, one disclaimer, because I know we're going to get some people probably think about, <laughs> oh, you're all against contemporary music. No, no we all, we all no, said it. No. That, but you have to be very selective Correct. in, you have to be in your music, of, especially especially worship music. Be I more just, discerning. You know, yeah. you know, on one final note, I had a preacher that I admire, I love, and I was listening to one of his sermons, and he said, the reason we played this Beatles song was to bring out the spiritual message in my sermon today. I'm thinking, the Beatles? Oh, wow. <laughs> thinking, yeah, the, is that the uh, communist satanic group, man? Mm, you did your yeah, homework? Well, this song has a great meaning, right. so let's play it in worship. It's not about playing a good song to fit the message. Right. Mm-hmm. It, it's about letting the Lord... Like uh, prepare the hearts, mm-hmm. and that's you know. But with that being said, brother Ryan, thank yeah, you for coming yeah, on. We had thanks a great for having me. Appreciate it. Real yeah. quick tonight, it was like yeah. Five, I so. mean, man, I was blown away how quick it went. But uh, but hey, always welcome as well. You know, thank yeah. you. So, Appreciate good, it. Good good feeling guests. Oh yeah, <laughs> thank you so much. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, but Good hey, look, and look, I hate. I, I'm going to say it like this: Aubrey, Aubrey's a, Aubrey was a guest, and he stuck. So yeah, know, yeah, you never right. know. <laughs> we'll have to add, add an extra mic. Huh? Now, now, I got, I got a question. Will we put out a TikTok video of you talking Cajun French? I don't, I don't do much Cajun <laughs> French, and the little bit of Cajun French I do, uh, it's probably really bad and really wrong i've said be butchering the well, name, i've huh? said some uh, stuff sometimes just to shoot off at the mouth and my wife's like bro you better be careful yeah. you don't know what you you're might, saying you might be saying a curse word correct, or correct. so uh yeah. I, I gotta be careful I, uh-huh. I let her do the cajun talking and i let my mother-in-law do the cajun french hey, they, they're, they're and you very, just greet them that's right that's correct hey, that's yes. right. Ryan, Ryan, I, will, I will say this might not have the Cajun French down pack, but you got the Cajun cooking down pack. So I'm just saying. I appreciate know. that, man. Thank you so much. <laughs> so LSU, Alabama, man. I can't yes, wait sir. for that. Yes, sir. I'm ready. November, yes. November 4th. So, yes. so with that being said, want to uh, thank everyone for listening. If this is your first time, please thank you for joining the uh, the Brothers Just Searching family. If you can, hit the subscribe button and the bell on YouTube. Or also hit the follow button on the platform you're listening on. Until next time, be blessed, be encouraged. Remember, Jesus Christ is king and he's coming back and he's coming back soon. So don't be faint of heart because Jesus has overcome the world. If you want to know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, reach out to us at brotherjustsearchingpodcast at gmail.com. One of us will get in touch with you. We'll tell you how to make Jesus your Savior in heaven your home. Until next time, be blessed.